you by thegamereviews.com. This is Big Red Potion, co-op mode episode one. Yep, that's a, that's a new thing. So let me just quickly explain. Uh, what we're going to do very occasionally is to mix things up, just do episodes with me and Joe. We're going to call them co-op mode. And uh, that pretty much sums it all up. So uh, let me introduce my one and only guest, who's not really a guest, who's a co-host. Can, can you tell we've kind of not really written the script this week? Anyway, in any case, here he is, Joseph Delia. How are you doing, mate? Uh, I resent not being called a guest, but I am doing great. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, uh, what do you call someone who's a, who's a guest permanently? When, um, a uh, special guest. Uh, you are very special. I'm special. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, and so me and my special guest this week are going to talk about Resident Evil 5. We cut it a bit fine this week. Well, when I say we, I mean Joe. Who went, how long, When did you actually finish it, Joe? Uh, it is 4.21 p.m. right now. I finished it at 3.45 Right. That's classic. So, I did good. Okay, so tell us about your immediate reaction. Well, I just to say I played every entry of the series and I thought this one um I thought this one was a worthy a worthy part of the saga. I I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. I played about a third of it in co-op and the rest uh solo. And I thought AI Shiva Sheva was a bit uh irritating and um not helpful at times, but other than that, I really enjoyed it. I liked a lot of the things they did. I mean, even though it's essentially more of an action-adventure game now than it ever was, um, they kept a, a lot of variety in there. Um, they constantly threw new things at you. The levels, I thought, were pretty cool. I liked the new environment, um, even though it's been a topic of much debate. I thought it uh, definitely puts different spin on this one that has never been with the series before. And... Um, I like the way they went with the story, even if most of it was fairly predictable. I think it was kind of interesting that they tied everything back together with uh, the earlier titles. And um, overall, I, I liked it. I, I really did. I'm looking forward to going through it again. Wow. So uh, a definite thumbs up. Yeah, definitely thumbs up. Okay. But so, uh, uh, yeah. you have a different opinion, I believe. It's difficult. My opinion's like, I feel, I, I've been talking to a few people about this, and, I, and we talked just before the show. I liked it, but I'm not... I didn't love it, and I, I didn't think it was very good. I would just say it's good. But I wonder, we we were talking about uh, all the hype beforehand, and I know we had very different ways of uh, approaching the hype. With me, I pretty much kept every single bit of coverage of the game, starting from that first trailer, starting with all the debate about the race, start, and you know going through to the demo and all the mentions of the, what would be included in the co-op. Every single bit of coverage you could find, I'd read. Uh, and I, I think... At about January time, I decided it was going to probably be the best game coming out this year. Uh, uh, and then once it got to February and the demo came out, uh, I lowered my expectations, and it met those expectations. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know whether it's, it is actually a very good game, and, I, and I'm just disappointed because it didn't reach the heights of Resident Evil 4. I mean, did okay. it reach the heights of Resident Evil 4 for you? Um, yeah, I mean, well... It's hard to say because Resident Evil 4 was such a different beast. I mean, that thing just, it threw so many new things into the series at the same time. And even if certain things didn't work, you didn't even notice it back then because you were so wowed by the rest of it. And this one, I mean, it, it's taken the, the, the things that 4 established, kind of just adding on top of it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I wasn't disappointed by it at all. I, as you said, you had read into every piece of the hype. I did not. I, uh, I saw the first trailer which was Chris uh, running through the sunlight and being attacked. And that's all I've ever seen or read about the game before now. And um, I think that definitely um, not knowing what to expect kind of 
helped me a bit. And I, when every time I saw something new with the co-op, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Whereas you probably knew about that stuff before you even started playing the game. And um, I definitely think it definitely lived up to four. I wouldn't say it's better than four, just because it's not a, a reinvention like four was. But I, I think it, it, it's a very worthy successor to it. Mm. I mean, that, I think maybe a lot of my a lot of my judgment was made actually in those first couple of hours. I, and I, I, I wonder whether I was relating a lot to Resident Evil 4 because Resident Evil 4 has such an incredibly good start, one of the best starts of any video game. You know, just sure. uh, that first moment when you're in that Ganado, Ganado how do you even say that? Um, <laughs> that that zombie's house and uh, he's... he's... <laughs> I like it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, let's go Spanish zombie. So that... <laughs> you, you, go, you go into the, into the Spanish zombie's house and, uh, it, you know, all of a sudden he, he's completely different. He speaks, he lunges at you. Um, and comparing to that Resident Evil 5, it just doesn't... There's no. nothing wow about that start at all. It's very, very straightforward. And, right. Uh, very much felt like a tutorial level, kind of like uh, here's the first one. It's it's similar to what happened in Resident Evil 4, but it's not exciting and new. And then from there, you're you're put into that demo level where you're in the the hut and or you know you're, it's just like that level in Resident Evil 4 where you are in the house with the Spanish guy and you're defending it, putting the blocking it with the bookcases and all that. Um, right. It felt very rehashed at that stage. Okay. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from with that. I mean, uh, see, I think a lot of the, the pe problems that people are having with it has to do with this one took so long to come out. I mean, Resident Evil 4 came out, I believe, in January 2005. Right. And four years later, you're getting a direct sequel to Resident Evil 4 that has a lot of the same elements of Resident Evil 4, but didn't really make that type of radical departure that 4 did from 3 and Code Veronica. I think... I mean, had this come out two years ago, I don't know if you would have been as disappointed that they didn't really switch things up a little bit, but four years of anticipation waiting for this next Resident Evil game, I think that probably had a little bit to do with your, your disappointment in the early hours. But um, I think this one definitely threw a lot more at you early on in the game than the, the previous one did. Mm. And um, it ramped things up a little bit faster. But I definitely see where you're coming from um, as far as like not wowing you with something new and crazy in the first couple moments of the game. I just wonder as well if it's a lot, if as much as you know, you've got this different setting and this whole new sort of military concept, in general, it still looks like Resident Evil 4. You know, the yeah. texturing looks the same. The animations, that's the biggest sin of all. The animations are rehashed. They're not even, no, rehashed is not a word, it's cut and paste. Yeah. Um, you know, you shoot a zombie and he does that spin, and yep. it's exactly the same spin. And, it, and you know, for me, it, sort of, it did feel. In those first two hours, like I was playing Resident Evil 4.5, mm -hmm. um, which I, you know, I, I've said before, that's not a problem. And I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't not enjoying it, but I wasn't impressed. Okay. Um, but I definitely think the game picked up as every level was better than the one before, which um, is unusual for a game, actually. Yeah. Uh, usually games get worse as you go as you go through them. They get you, you feel like things are repeating themselves. I felt like. Uh, it got better and better. The level design got better and better. The weapons got better and better. Yeah, I think they tried really hard, like every chapter, even every sub-chapter, to give you something different that you haven't seen in a previous chapter, and that really helped me want to keep going on, whereas some games, halfway through it, I have no urge to continue. Mm. What, what was your favorite part of it? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think that... Hmm. Wow, that's a tough one. Well, I'll go with my one then. Go ahead, yes, please. The, I think it's like the, level, the chapter four, chapter five, where you're in the big base, which is kind of like that 
uh, thing from the X-Files movie with all the pods of all, all humans in it. That's what yes. it reminded me of anyway. <laughs> um, I just liked the design in that. I really liked the bits where you were shooting at the, uh, well, while it was going down and wrote, this is an incredibly articulate description, by the way, but <laughs> you know, you're on the, the, the set, the, the hub with the computer and it's going down. Um, or I think it's actually going up. To, mm-hmm. so that you can get out and uh, there are people shooting from you from afar and I've just felt like and the boss on that level as well I just felt like it was clever it was interesting it felt different um, okay. I, I, I enjoyed that level particularly um, and, I, and my favourite feature of the game would be the quick time events I, it's weird to say that but I feel Capcom <laughs> nail quick time events they're yeah. just so much fun Yes, I, I did enjoy them in this game as well, and I also enjoyed that, as far as I can remember, they're the only ones that implemented a skip to the cutscenes so that you don't have to watch the two minutes before the quick time event if you if you fail and you have to redo it. Right. Um, they let you skip right to the part that you, you messed up on, and I, I appreciate that because the ending definitely had me do that multiple times. <laughs> um, as uh, my, I think one of my, I don't know if it's my favorite part, but a part that I really, really enjoyed and I thought was really different and cool was the part where you have a flashlight. And one person has to carry a flashlight, and one person has to shoot the uh, things. Yeah. And you, you can't see more than, like, five feet in front of you at all. Even though Sheva wasn't the best flashlight handler during most of that part, I thought it was a really um, interesting and different um, and cool way to do a level of a Resident Evil game. And actually probably had the most horror of any moment in the game itself was that part, because you really could not see what was coming at you. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, I... Just when you mentioned a typical Resident Evil game, my mind went immediately to that puzzle chapter, which I think is chapter four. Yes. Uh, which was the, basically the only puzzle in the entire game. It's true. Which uh, a lot of people have uh, made mention of as a departure. I mean, I wasn't really fascinated with, by the puzzles in the series before. Like, they were always very simple. Yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, I mean, if you think of the first three games, most of the puzzles were, hey, I have to get the king key and bring it to the chessboard. I mean, they really weren't puzzles as much as they were fetch quests that kind of had a puzzle element to them. And the few puzzles that were in the games really weren't that complex. So I don't really miss them, per se. And I thought the puzzle chapter in this game was definitely a good departure for the rest of the game, and it definitely varied things up a bit. But if they had interspersed them... uh, disperse them more in the game, I really wouldn't have I wouldn't think it would have worked as well as it did without them. That's interesting. I think I, I might actually disagree with that. I think it, if you disperse it, it maybe it doesn't feel quite like you have this separate thing, which sort of I don't know, I get where you're coming from. It did it did actually kind of break up the the monotony in some ways. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I, 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 I maybe I'm going with you on that actually. I mean if if every two chapters had like took you out of the action for twenty five minutes or so to do this puzzle room um, unless right. they were just the best puzzles ever in the world. I, I mean, <laughs> and they're not think, going to be. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like the Silent Hill games always have a lot more puzzles than the Resident Evil games did. And um, but in those games, it's re- those are really not action focused, so the puzzles don't really seem out of place. This game is very action focused. So I think if they had taken you out a lot to do these puzzles, it might have hurt the, the flow of the game a bit. What do you think of the action focus? Do you miss the the horror aspects? You know, especially it's a completely different game from Resident Evil One to start off with, and now oh, yeah. sort of, you know, Four it feels similar, Two and Three not really. See, I think if if Resident Evil Four had been what they originally were making it to be, if um, if you've seen the footage, there was footage of Leon from Resident Evil Four playing a game that uh, playing similarly to how the older Resident Evil games did, and then they threw that whole thing out and they made the Resident Evil Four that we've all played. I think if they had made it that way it would have kind of got the reaction that this one got. Like, oh, it's the big jump from, from Resident Evil to next-gen with Resident Evil 4, and it's the same as it was on PS1. 
I I think that the action focus was probably the way they had to go with the series. Honestly, I think if they had stuck with the old way and just fixed the camera and made it the same kind of game it was, I think a lot of people would have walked away from the series because they would have just got disappointed that it was more of the same, more of the same. And uh, yeah, I don't really see them changing that at all in the future. I I, I think I agree with you, but I'm not sure that. Um, I think it's actually more to do with Dead Space, actually, from my point of view. Like, I, you know, that's not premeditated. Obviously, Dead Space came out only in um, November, uh, but I feel like Dead Space. Does survival horror better than Resident Evil ever did it? Uh, right. It's not, and I, this is the thing. I'm not scared by any of these games. But if I was going to be scared by any of these games, it would have been Dead Space. That that game has got so many. Uh, what's the word? Shock I guess moments. Some, I shock think. moments. Yeah, shock moments. Um, and you know, Resident Evil doesn't do that really. I mean, the, first, the only time right. I've ever been close to being scared in Resident Evil was the dogs in Resident Evil One. Sure. Well, I mean, two did that a lot. And actually, honestly, Nemesis, the third one. Um, Nemesis inspired a lot of actual dread whenever he came around because, like, oh, my God, i got to fight this thing again. Like, th- that that kind of thing, um, it, it, it wasn't scary necessarily, but it definitely kept you on your on your feet because you really did not want to see this stupid thing bust through the wall and have to fight him again. Um, I, yeah, I mean, 4 really went away from that a lot, and 5 definitely went away from that. But um, I think, I mean, if, if... See, Dead Space, I wasn't scared by Dead Space. And this is maybe this is just me, but the the thing that Dead Space was is that it was too easy for me to get scared at it. Like um, I was never really afraid of death in Dead Space because I had so much ammo, I had so much health, and there was a checkpoint, you know, five minutes before where I was previously. So in the older Resident Evil games, if you died, you had to go back a half an hour to the last typewriter that you found. Right. And that was a lot of the fear in the early Resident Evil games for me. It wasn't so much the you know the creatures. It was that, oh, my God, I really have to go back to the beginning of the game and play it from there now. I think that uh, Dead Space definitely did it its own way, and I think uh, the jump scares in that were very well done, but I don't necessarily think that it was scary. I think the older Resident Evil games definitely had their, their niche as far as the, the frights goes, but I don't think you can really go back to that now. I think gaming has matured a little bit too much for them to be putting a monster in the closet waiting for you to walk past it for it to jump out at you and, and have it really effectively work on you. Right, and I think people are, in terms of scary, scary games are looking more to the psychological type games yeah. like Condemned and Silent Hill and, well, maybe not Silent Hill in recent years as Joe will probably want to talk about in a future podcast, but oh. uh, <laughs> not, not today. Um, <laughs> so the other thing with Dead Space obviously is the controls, which um, we did discuss at length in uh, episode with Michael and Eddie episode 7, but we both hadn't actually played the game properly at that stage. What, what, what are your feelings on the controls now? I like them. Honestly, yeah, I, I like them. I wouldn't change a thing about them. I, well, certain aspects I would change, but the actual fact that you cannot run and shoot, I would not change. Because I think that seriously affects the gameplay and the mood and pretty much everything about the Resident Evil series. Right. I mean, for me, it's no doubt that at some points it's awkward. Um, like, in terms of if I want to go pick up an item which is near a ladder, which I have to go around these tight corners, and there's no enemies around, it's just, like, a pain. Because right, right. the turning circle is stupid. Yes. But who cares? That's not the important bit of Resident Evil. The important bit is when you're surrounded by zombies. And um, it it genuinely makes it feel different from something like Dead Space. Mm-hmm. And not to not not to a bad way. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I feel people have made way too much about them. Way I too absolutely much agree. It's, it's, I mean... I don't really understand why people want everything to be the same, because I certainly don't. I like it when... I think every game should have rules assigned to it that is only made for that specific game. And I don't, you know... And by saying Resident Evil should play just like Years of War, it, it completely defeats the purpose of having a Resident Evil game. 
Right. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I really hope... I mean, the only compromise I could see is... Because they are going to implement run and shoot in the next game. They are. They absolutely will. Because too many people complained about it this time, and they don't want to destroy the fan base. Right. Um, I just hope that they give you a choice. I hope that when you press start, it says, do you want to play run and gun, or do you want to play classic? And that's and, what um, Michael was actually asking, wasn't he? Uh, asking for in episode 7. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm completely with you. I'm all for uh, different things for different uh, games, and I... Really, for me, I, I, if it was me, I'd actually don't want the option. I think be brave, okay. stick with it, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So I quickly wanted to touch on race, but no more than a, a, a little because it's been discussed to death, really. Mm-hmm. My, one thing I wanted to make mention of, what doesn't come through in the demo uh, for people who haven't played the game is what happens towards the end with, uh, not towards the end, but towards the middle with all the, uh, the African zombies in military uniform. And I feel, mm-hmm. for me, that just that makes it different from what we saw in the demo. In the demo, you can say, that's a bunch of zombies. Of course, it's a bunch of zombies. This is a zombie game. They're going to be black because it's in Africa. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. You put them in military uniform or tribal, uh, mm-hmm. tribal clothes, and you put a white man in a... It's a different thing for me. Yeah. Um, again, I still don't think that they intended any type of racial um, problems with it, but I... I could see how it. I could see how people have been offended by it. Uh, yeah, the tribesmen bits and the ending, as you said. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to defend it when you see stuff like that. But um, uh, I, I really I don't even know. Did you see um, Yahtzee's zero punctuation review of the game? I didn't watch the review. No. Uh, he he had one brilliant closing comment, which was. Um, it, Everyone's been a bit harsh on Capcom. No, no one's accusing Capcom of being uh, racist or anything. They're just stupid, which I think pretty much sums it up. <laughs> I just feel like they were, no, there was no maliciousness on their part. There's just no. ignorance. T- yeah, I, ignorance. I mean, people, especially in America, get offended very easily, and they like to point fingers at things that may not necessarily, you know, merit that type of attention. But um, I mean, this one was an easy target. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but, again, I don't think there was any type of malicious intent by the creators at all. And I think next time they'll probably be a little bit safer with their choices. I suspect so. <laughs> um, okay, let, let's talk about the uh, inventory, which got a lot of criticism. What, what's your views on the inventory? Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely bungled, um, yeah. again. Uh, it's actually made worse, I think, in this one. Than, I mean, in Resident Evil 4, you had to do this like Tetris-style minigame to get your items into the right slots so that you could pick up new stuff. I like that. Honestly. I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I think it's better than just like what Silent Hill did eventually was just give you unlimited slots in your inventory. Or, I'm sorry, unlimited slots in your in your, your secondary inventory. I think right. Resident Evil 4 was fine, and um, I think this one, I found it really hard to pick what I wanted. Sometimes I found the constant moving things, constant dropping things, constant giving things to Sheva and having her give things back so that I can get them in the slot that I want. Uh, was completely dumb, and I think when you drop stuff and it's not on the floor below you, I think that is insane that they didn't right. do that. Yeah, that needs an overhaul. I'll give you that much. I, overhaul, I think, is being generous. I, I think yeah. it was unbelievably frustrating and one of, one of my biggest problems with the game. Yeah, I would agree with All that. the things you mentioned, totally agree. And the fact that she was, her AI, she couldn't make the sense of uh, oh, I need this bit of uh, ammunition or uh, mm-hmm. if you've got the red herb and I've got the green herb then maybe one of us should have both of them I, you know but I can't get sakes, it from you 
then you can't pick up the green herb and use it. Like if your inventory is full, I can't just hit use herb from the ground. I have to clear a slot, pick it up, use it, and then give stuff to her so that I have another slot ready to pick up. And it's just it's such a constant. And they give you so many. There's so many items to pick up in this game. They're everywhere. There's right. ammo everywhere. And to have to constantly worry, do I have a slot? Does she have a slot? What do I have to do? It, it was very frustrating. And the strange stacking up of stuff as well. Like, why couldn't um, Herb stack up? That was crazy. Yes, yes. the uh, sprays as well. Can't stack the sprays. Uh, just, but and grenades, grenades obviously stack up. That's fine. Up to five. You cannot yeah. carry more than five. Uh, just unbelievably stupid. I mean, I get the idea of restrictive, you know, trying to place restrictions to make it right. more difficult, but... Within logic, really, Capcom. I mean, if they'd even done like kind of like Halo does, where you can carry two guns, unlimited ammo for those two guns, but you can't pick any other guns up unless you drop one. Like a more intelligent uh, inventory management system that allows you certain slots for certain types of items, you know, mm. and that gives you a little leeway. To, or even, even if it says when you pick something up, hey, do you want to swap this with something else instead of just not letting you pick stuff up if you're full? I mean, did, were you able to use the D-pad? Sort of, you know, the quick selection thing. I, uh, I did, but it it didn't feel... Half the time, I forgot that I could use... The first half of the game, I forgot that I could use that, pretty much. Right. And um, when I did realize... Um, it was just a, like when I got the grenade launcher, I couldn't just... Uh, when I ran out of bullets of a certain type, I had to go back into my inventory and load that specific type of bullet into my grenade launcher. I couldn't just pick it off the menu or reload it. Um, and it would go automatically. I would have to manually load that type of ammo into the gun to get it to work. Right. And just little stuff like that is very frustrating. I found and... when I found it frustrating was when I had three ref- three weapons rather than two. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'd run out of my first weapon and you know press left on the D-pad go to my second weapon. Run out of the ammunition for that. Oh, I've still got the Magnum. Oh wait, no, I have to go to the menu now. Yes. And uh, because I, I was using, I think Garnet Lee described the same thing of weapon, weapon, grenade, health, which was. Right. Fine if I had all those things. If I didn't, it was a complete buggery. Uh, uh, and the fact that you can only move stuff on the uh, inventory screen when you've died or you're between chapters, uh, that yes. makes no sense. That you can't upgrade mid-mission makes no sense. Where was the merchant? Yeah, uh, I was missing him too. What are you buying? Oh, that, that was stuff? that was maybe the best thing. No, okay, it wasn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously... You should... it, he should have just been there. Like, just yeah. you know, can't do anything with him. He just walk up to him. He says his little thing, and then you can walk or kill him or whatever. That should have been the game. The ending should have been the merchant. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, uh, or even like had him come out as a zombie or something. Just something. I love that guy. Yeah, seriously. Very I just, aggravating. I love the fact that he, in terms of sense, it didn't make any sense that he was there every single time. But it makes far more sense than oh, you can just buy stuff now. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I quite like just like the idea of this random guy who's apparently able to traverse this area much better than you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he managed to dodge all these zombies, doesn't have a scratch on him. It was brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> um, uh, and you think he even had his voice come over when you when you're in the actual menu and you hit sell? Like, just have him come in. Just have the voice pop in. So I know that he still exists in the world of Resident Evil 5 and that he's traveled from Spain to Africa to give me my wares while I'm in the mission. <laughs> but no, nothing. nothing no. Him. That, that's a failed Capcom. So, you said you played two thirds in, in on your own with the AI and one third in Carp. Which one did you enjoy more? Obviously, I enjoyed the uh, the live person multiplayer quite a bit more. Um, not just because he's more helpful, but I mean, the uh, just the little interactions that go on. Um, you can actually intelligently trade weapons and AI without having to do everything yourself. Um, you could focus fire on one enemy and take him down real quick. You can distract one enemy. I mean, I guess. Uh, 
not saying that they should have implemented like a, a command icon for Sheva with the AI that you could tell her to go to specific locations. That might have helped a bit, but I mean, with with an actual person, you can work out little strategies and and play the game like that. So I did enjoy that quite a bit more. What about you? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, there was there were some times when they you could command her, like take that first boss fight with the incinerator. Um, right, right. You could right. tell her to set you know set it off whilst you lured the monster in and ran out, but so, I found that much easier with um, another human rather than yeah. with her, obviously. Um, no, I totally agree. And the best thing I found about with playing it with a, uh, a human... Oh, human, that god. <laughs> As <laughs> opposed that, to what? I, I don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when that person had actually completed the game beforehand and was just you know playing through for helping you out or getting extra stuff, they mm. showed me lots of stuff, like all the hidden stuff in one of the levels. Um, some of those... Uh, like uh, blue hexagon stuff, whatever you call, I can't remember what you call them, but all the treasures and stuff, which I never would have yeah. found on my, my own. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that was I cool. actually, I beat Wesker with another person that had already beaten the game. Nice. And uh, he wouldn't say anything to me. He wouldn't help me. I had to figure it out myself. But um, seeing as how the last boss fight was a little bit um, confusing, to say the least, uh, yeah. he definitely saved me a solid hour of wandering around uh, aimlessly. Um, so that was that was good. I, it took, yeah, talking about that boss fight, I assume you're, uh, spoilers, you're, you're referring to the bit where you're firing the rocket launcher at him. Um, yeah, after your, uh, after your plane crash lands on a volcano, uh, oh, the rocket launcher bit, yes, that as well. Um, yeah. But uh, I was talking especially about the ending bit where you crash land on a volcano and Super Tyrant Wesker is coming at you with his giant arm and um, there's, this, there's this rock that has to be shot to uh, for to allow Sheva to continue on her yeah. path to not get killed by Wesker, and if you shoot that rock with a uh, a grenade launcher, it doesn't do anything. Right. So I had shot maybe half a clip into it with my grenade launcher. It didn't do anything. So I'm like, oh, okay, there must be another solution. And um, I spent a solid half an hour trying to figure that out. My friend and his brother played through it cooperatively, and they said they spent over an hour trying to figure that out because they were doing the same thing I was doing with the grenade launcher. Right. And eventually, they accidentally hit it with a pistol, which caused the rock to fall, which caused the, the, the motion to continue. Yes. But um, it was a little confusing, to say the least. And I think without, I think with the AI, I don't really know if I would have beaten that. Did you play that moment with the AI? You see, actually, I've got it completely the other way around. I played it with, the, with um, someone else first time around, and I think that person was playing it for their first time, too. They, were, they hadn't got to that bit yet. Um, mm. And they just didn't understand what to do with Chevra at that stage, so they kept... Um, falling over uh, when the rock goes and uh, they're hanging on they just kept dying at that stage and I sort of think okay so I'll help them and but somehow they still managed to keep dying right but whereas when I did it with the AI I at least got to that stage where I was at the rock and that did take me I must admit 10 minutes to work out what to do but uh, I couldn't get to that stage without uh, using the AI this this right. other player was just and it was five times. Literally, they died in the exact same place. Like, oh. what? Well, that's stupid. Is that obviously I let that happen five times before I decided to stop. But, uh, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah, and that's um, that's right before the part, which is according to my friend, the best moment in gaming of 2009, where Chris punches a rock with his bare hands and knocks it down a cliff into lava. Yes. Um, he says that was the greatest moment he's ever seen in a game. I I have to admit, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> it was quite funny. I was just going to say the boulder's literally the size of two trucks and <laughs> pushes it with his bare hands down a cliff, and that's it. Good. Awesome. Um, on that note, talk, I wanted to talk about the tone because we, we talked about how it's more of an action adventure rather than survival horror. Do you feel like it was a bit too serious this time around? Because that's how I felt. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, I mean, the first three games were so campy and over the top, and I mean, the voice acting definitely played a bit into it. But I think four series it up a bit. Um, I mean, they did have that little uh, what was his name? Uh, that little dude, the little Spanish dude who was the king of all of Spain or something. You've got the merchant as well, and you've got the yeah. girl who's annoying as fuck, and you've got the oh, yeah. Spanish guy. There were lo- I felt like every character in RE4 it was, was funny. completely stupid. Yeah. Yeah. This one. You- yeah, I didn't actually think about that now. Yeah, it's quite a bit more serious than the last couple. Um, the only really wacky character was that uh, that little fella. Irving. Yeah, Irving, yes, who turned into that gigantic creature on the ship. But yes. yeah, um, I don't really... Yeah, I guess that, that part wasn't as good then. The fact that they didn't really make it as wacky. I mean, it, it's such a ridiculous series to begin with, and there's so many crazy things. I mean, Wesker is just this whatever the hell he is in, at the end of the game. And, <laughs> and, like, everyone's reacting to him like, you know so seriously it definitely took away a little bit from the, the enjoyment out of it um and that that cut scene way they're in the castle and i thought okay brilliant it's this old castle it's gonna be uh all resident evil but then they have this sort of matrix style action fight yeah and it's just like no that's not what this is about they should be doing stupid uh air punches and missing them <laughs> that's what it, it should be but no it was it was this really serious fight um, uh, although it did make for a cool actual gameplay bit when you're fighting him and jill i like that fight a lot yeah sure uh, very clever very well done Hmm. No, I was just going to say, I think The Matrix has kind of ruined all of video games. Because <laughs> since that movie came out, has there been a single game where someone doesn't, like, flip through the air, stop time, run around you while you're when you can't even shoot them? And, uh, every single game has a character in The Matrix. Yeah, what, what else to say? Uh, do you feel like co-op worked for this series, for, works for this series? Or do you feel like maybe it's been tacked on? Uh, I mean, they tried it in Resident Evil Zero. Um, it, you can't play with another person, but you control two characters, and you have to do pretty much the same stuff you did in this one, but you had to do both characters yourself by switching with the with the button. Um, I, it didn't really work in that game, because that game was pretty poorly designed, but this one, um, I think had they not had it, it I would have been pretty disappointed, because it really would have been just Resident Evil 4.1 at that mm. point. Um, I think it worked, though. I think it's a lot of fun. I think the series is surprisingly adept at, uh, at being a co-op game. And um, seeing as how, I mean, co-op is kind of a standard now in the single-player action-adventure title, um, it, it worked. I think it worked for the series. I would like it to be in Resident Evil 6, though I'm not sure it will be. They put a lot into this game, a lot of risks uh, with the co-op and the slight change in the controls and the setting and things. And, the, and I don't know how many of those risks paid off for them. I just think the formula's so good that it's still a good game. I mean, they originally talked about how light and dark was going to be this type of mechanic in the game that really didn't pan out. Um, mm. I wonder if they'll ever reveal what that was, because the, the original... I mean, when they originally spoke about Resident Evil 5, uh, they, I read what they were saying back then, and they really didn't say... What they said really didn't fit into what Resident Evil 5 actually became. They said it was very different than it was. It was going to be light and dark mechanics. It was still going to control like Resident Evil 4, but not really be similar in any way to it. And, um, I mean, I don't really know what that plan was. Maybe, I don't know. But um, four years in the making to make this game seems a little much. Do you wonder who it really was four years in the making? Do you think they were working on this back in 2005? Because I just wonder with this series how how distracted they were and when Resident Evil 5 started getting made. Because... For me, it feels like at some point, with the stuff that you're saying especially, a, a, a change in concept occurred. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how close to the game actually coming out that was. Because mm-hmm. uh, I get a feeling, do you get a feeling with the, the release date, this was not when they wanted to actually release this game. I, I think they wanted to release this in 
um, in the silly season, November, December. Oh, yeah. I always thought this game was coming out about a year ago, honestly, to be totally honest with you. I didn't think it was going to take this long. And I assumed last year that it was going to hit way before Christmas came out. Right. But, um, see, I don't know. I mean, Capcom's smart with their releases. They don't really bomb their, you know, their games up at the holiday season when everything else comes out. Right. But um, I don't know. I, I think this game definitely was intended to come out in 2008, back in the original when the original planning stages were, were happening, but somewhere along the line, they did something to it. Cause, um, um, I don't know. I really don't know what the original plan with this thing was. Cause th- there's no way that simply doing what they did, which is essentially just a, a basic step up from Resident Evil four, that there's no way that should take four years. Right. Um, and I, I uh, you know, maybe we are, I'm making a bit too much because, you know, this is when Devil May Cry four came out was a similar time. This is, they do like to not do stuff in the silly season. Right. So, but, you know, if one one of their games can make it in the, in that time, it's this one. Sure. Uh, I don't know. And they did come out with it a month after Street Fighter Four, which is a little weird to mm. pop two major releases out two months in a row. Yeah, and I, I I guess a good way of sort of concluding this is I didn't think I'd be saying Street Fighter Four was better than Resident Evil Five. I think <laughs> it's so much better than Resident <laughs> Evil Five. Um, okay. That's just me. I'm okay, well, a little bit obsessed with that game. Based on your experience of Resident Evil 5, would you want to play through it again? Like, is is is, is another co-op run with you still, like, an option? Or you're oh, done yeah. with this game? I think there's there's plenty of replayability in this game. Like, um, yeah. you know, there's all the, the weapons to upgrade, and there's still a lot of treasure I didn't find that first time through. And, like I said, one, the core gameplay, the core shooting a zombie, you know, all those different monsters, whatever, is good. It is good. Yes. It's fun. And it's not the kind of fun where it feels repetitive, Uh to do it again so uh, yeah i'd totally be up for 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 more of it and i i still think it's one of the better games of this it's going to be one of the better games of this year i just it all relates to re4 for me and here's the other thing um did this game sour the series for you at all will you no. look forward to resident evil 6 just as much as you look forward to resident evil 5 uh, that's a different okay it, yeah I'm, I'm not going to be as excited as i was for resident evil 6 as i as i was for resident evil 5 okay uh you know i, I feel like in some ways, Capcom have missed an opportunity to make this game one of the really big titles in gaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I, you can argue it is already, but I, you know, I think you, it's always been on the fringe. It's always, you know, the games have been very, very strong, but it's never really. Resident Evil 4 was the first one to really get that mainstream, um, that mainstream sort of sales and, and recognition. Sure. I think Resident Evil 5 could have been that one to make just start referring to it as, you know, Mario, Sonic, Halo, that kind of game. <laughs> uh, I think they've missed missed an opportunity. How about you? How how has Resident Evil Five affected your view on the series, and how does it how does it stack up against your favorites in, in the series? Four was so amazing. It really was. I mean, it, I, I I replay games very rarely. Just it's pretty much the biggest ones, the ones that I love more than anything else. I've replayed four twice. So I've, I've beaten it three times, and um, I bought it on two systems, which says a lot, also. <laughs> um, and I don't. I mean, if the co-op wasn't there in 5, I don't know if I'd replay it uh, two, three times. But I did like it a whole lot, and I honestly, I don't think it soured me at all in the series. I think I'll look forward to Resident Evil 6 just as much. I think as soon as I see the trailer for 6, I'll be salivating just like I was when I saw the first trailer (laughs) for 5. Yeah, I mean, I hate to sound like a a series fanboy. Um, I'd like to think that I'm not, but I I really do did enjoy 5, and I really will look forward to 6 once they give me any little last detail on it. Right. Uh, anything else you wanted to, to say on, on the old Resident? 
Um, just a, a note to Capcom, if they're listening, um, I don't know why Barry Burton wasn't in this game, but you need to get him into Resident Evil 6, because he's going to guarantee some sales. If he's the main character of Resident Evil 6, I will buy three copies. That's my, my promise right now. So well, Capcom, make it happen. Awesome. Just, just, uh, I'll just say something quickly to Matt Walker, who um, we had on the show episode... Four, no, three, I believe. And uh, I was talking to Matt about the game. He said, the best thing about, the, about Resident Evil 5 is the story. Uh, I just wanted to say to Matt, for me, the best surprise narrative-wise was that Jill was blonde. That, <laughs> that was huge for me. I, you know, and she looked quite good, actually. So, you know. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. <laughs> Maybe too much. Yeah, a little bit. Excellent. Right. Uh, I think that's enough zombies for one podcast. So... Sure. Uh, Joe, any closing thoughts for this week? Um, I think that's about it. I think uh, if you haven't yet played Resident Evil 5 or if you're on the fence based on some of the press that's been out there, I'd definitely give it a shot. You really won't be disappointed. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll just give a, a couple of shout-outs to... Uh, no, I'm talking bollocks. I'm talking <laughs> bollocks, Joe. I like <laughs> that word. Okay. <laughs> I think we'll have to keep that in now. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I just want to make a couple of shout-outs to a couple of friends of mine who've been very good to me this week. So Martin, Rob, if you're listening, thank you very so, uh, thank you oh so much. And uh, Capcom, keep Jill Blonde. That's all that matters, really. Yeah. <laughs> that was dirty as fuck. <laughs> that was my intention. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Um, so that's been our first ever co-op mode. Um, I hope people like it. Uh, I hope it doesn't sound too much like two guys who didn't know what they were doing talking on for 40 minutes, which uh, it, it totally isn't, by the way. Uh, we totally <laughs> well, I just like this. hearing my own voice, so it's going to be good for me. I'll enjoy it. Thumbs up. Excellent. So we got our, our own narcissistic version of Big Grip Potion. I like it. And, and you made that sound dirty too, Joe. Jesus Christ. Hey. All right, no more. No more yes. I'm going to keep that to myself now. It's okay. I'll mute the mic next time. That'll be better. Um, okay, so that's it. We'll be talking about handheld gaming next week. I know we've got Jeffrey Matleff on the show, and uh, we'll keep the other one a surprise for now. And uh, otherwise, we will see you on Monday. So it's bye from me, and it's bye from Joe. Bye.